Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCready, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. I'm glad we're together today on this episode of Destiny Relationships. You are going to discover that the tenacity of your own will will not accomplish the depth of relationships that God is after. Take a listen. I hope it encourages you to go deeper with Him and connect more with me. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. I'm so glad that we're together today for Destiny Relationships. Again, these are very intense conversations, so I want to jump right in, and I want to say, have you ever, ever had to watch somebody that you love, and you know that you're in a destiny relationship with them, and ever watched them take a path, make decisions that you have fought all of your life to keep them from doing? especially if it's the same path that you yourself took maybe in your own younger years, or maybe they're taking the path of your previous spouse. They're taking the path of a generational curse and it rocks you down to your core. There is nothing more oppressive than knowing that you cannot crawl inside of somebody and make them make the decisions that you either know they need to make, you want them to make, they must make. And I don't know if you've ever tried to crawl up inside of somebody and make the decisions for them, but I think I came pretty close. All right. So remember, I hope that I'm your person. I hope that you can understand the intensity of what I'm talking about in destiny relationships, relationships that God has brought together for great purpose And yet, when they do not look like they are of God, it doesn't look like anybody's taking the path that God would lay out for us, and therefore we might be scrambling on the inside, attempting to bring these things to pass. Now, I want to share a scripture with you that you may not think has anything to do with parenting or these kind of relationships, but listen carefully. Zechariah 4, 6 says, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. I can remember in intense seasons of my life in raising one of my children, I was so determined that they would have a better life, that it would be different for them than it was for me. You see, if I'm going to be a better parent than my parents were, surely my children will not make the same decisions that I made. Because oftentimes in that line of thinking, we're thinking, well, I wouldn't have made the decisions I made if my parents hadn't done this or if they had done this. And deep down, we really believe that because we've determined to be better than our parents, we've determined to do better, provide more, seek the Lord more, that surely our children or a spouse, someone will not take that same path because we've done everything necessary to make sure that we do better. But we have to recognize that people have the freedom of choice. And I know that when kids turn into adolescents, to teenagers, to young adults, and on beyond, 
more and more and more. We have to realize that they have a decision to make. They have a free will. They can make decisions. And it's quite painful when you realize they're about to make the same decisions that I did. They are about to go headlong into things that I really wish that they wouldn't. So oftentimes to manage our own pain about that, we start trying to overmanage them and we may manipulate them. And they, in turn, are manipulating us. You see, they oftentimes know, the older they get, they know the things that mean so much to us. Whether it's the opinions of others, or we have certain dreams for them, they know, they know how important that is, and that we would do almost anything to keep them from going down that same path. But this scripture not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. I had to learn in some very intense circumstances and situations where God had to experientially make real to me that it would not be by the many, not by might, nor would it be by power, by the tenacity of my own will. And this was a breaking in me that was very deep, very intense. I'd love to be able to tell people that one good season of brokenness will do it, but it won't. It is as we go, as things unfold in the decisions of others. None of us have been to tomorrow. We don't have it all down pat. We don't have a formula to live by. We're called to live in deep, abiding, intimate fellowship and dependency upon the Lord. And this is where he makes real, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. You see, these are destiny relationships. They were determined and designed by the spirit of God, and they will only be lived out in that same way. And this is where we begin to remember how important freedom is to God. God doesn't violate our will, and he doesn't give us permission to violate the will of other people. Now, we can bring shaping and molding, encouragement, correction, discipline. We can use the full chastening uh, process, the full child-rearing process, reasoning with them, talking with them, letting them learn by their own choices and consequences. But there are places where when we see them about to go down a path that we personally either cannot tolerate or we cannot bear, we will try to manage them as we try to manage our own pain or our embarrassment, whatever the case may be. And we set out, and if you're anything like me, it wasn't so much that I thought it would happen by the many, but I certainly thought it would be by the tenacity of my own individual will. I will bring them through. We will make it. We are going to make it. We are going to come through. It won't be the same as it was for me. And when you begin to see that, yes, maybe it's going to be. Maybe that child that you have loved and you have attempted to give everything that you know, and then you still see that they're following the path that you took They're following the path of a spouse or a parent that isn't even around. They're following a generational line of cursing. And you think, how can you do that? How can this be? And you think, I'm going to double my efforts. I'm going to get after it. We're going to take care of this. And the Lord may have to whisper to you as he did to me. This is why I call him the man whisperer. 
You've heard of the dog whisper, the horse whisper. I call him the man whisper because God has to whisper to us sometimes in the deepest, most traumatized places of our own life and our own upbringings, our own life experiences that have marked us and have left their their imprint so deeply upon us. And the Lord has to whisper and say, this you will not be able to take care of on your own. You see, it's one thing that I put in my will to let the Lord work in me, but I cannot crawl up inside of another person and make them make the right decisions, at least according to what I think will be the right decisions. But maybe like me, you've come awfully close to thinking that by the tenacity of my own will, you will do what you are supposed to do, and the Lord has to break you of the tenacity of your own will so that you begin to agree with him, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. If these are the relationships that he has brought us into, then he has a way for us to walk in them. I had to learn that God was the alpha and the omega at a whole new level when it came to these kind of relationships. I had to realize that he had the first word on our lives. He will have the last word on our lives. You see, that's why he could say to me, Nancy, don't let the middle bother you. But I don't know if any of you have thought if this is, if the middle is what it's going to look like, I don't think I can bear it. And so we think what's going on in the middle, we think that's the end. But there's a saying that says, if it's not, if it's not the end yet, then it's not over. Then, then there's still another day, another opportunity, another Uh, prayer that is to be prayed, but it all must be done in this powerful oneness with God, coming into agreement with him about what he has written over that person's life. Listen to me carefully, whether it continues to involve you or not. Now, again, I'm not talking about obviously small children, because obviously we have to tend to them, nurture them, care for them. But as they grow, Uh, you may again find yourself in circumstances and situations that you never thought that you would. And you think, surely this is not going to go down this path, and yet there it is. And we think, I'm going to be able to turn this around. And many times that may be the case. But I'm talking to those of you that maybe that has not been the case. Maybe you, like me, are still in the long-haul process of believing for the full will of the Lord in someone uh, that you love. Again, no matter who that person may be, it's a destiny relationship. You've got a deposit of faith for that person, but it's faith that's from God for God's will. There is grace for what God is leading us into, and when we Uh, chart out on our own path and we think that we can take care of it and by golly we're going to make it happen then this is when we find that it gets dry and comes to a grind because there is not the actual grace the actual rich ability of God to persevere and to remain uh, not just in the way of the spirit but in the fruit of the spirit as I said on our last episode have you ever misbehaved trying to get somebody else to behave And so we have to recognize that he's the alpha and the omega. So we can't let the middle bother us. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com 
or follow her on social media at nbmccrady. We have to get focused on what he's focused on. We have to believe that which he has spoken of them. And we have to back up and we have to remember that we're here to identify with God in what he is doing in the life of other people, especially when it comes to those who are so near and dear to us. We must remember that they don't belong to us. They belong to him. And whatever the middle may look like for you, my friend, maybe this is you. Maybe this is your, you know, adult child. Maybe this is a spouse. Maybe this is a brother or a sister. Whoever it may be, the destiny relationship that you are in, you have to come to that point where you realize, I'm in this relationship by the Spirit, and this relationship is going to be carried out in the Spirit. So Zechariah 4, 6, not by might, not by the power of many, and not by power, not by the power of the tenacity of your own will, but by the Spirit of the Lord, will you be able to remain sometimes at a distance to where you can believe with that person, believe for them. You can be available when they're truly ready. But if you stay too entangled by the tenacity of your will, you're too overly involved. You're overly interjecting yourself in. You're owning responsibilities that are not yours. You see, then you get so entangled and enmeshed in it that it can bankrupt you financially and emotionally. You can, you can sway back and forth between pity for the person, anger for that person, and bitterness because they will not relent. You see, if we're not careful, then we get defiled in the process of our desperation, and then we are not able to be clean and free to really live in the destiny relationship, at least as much as it depends upon us. This is so very, very key. And you may say, yeah, but Nancy, people are going to think that I don't care. Well, this is where you're going to have to know that you care. You're going to have to come to a place that you live in the deep confidence that you know that you care. God brings a conviction to you that you care. You have cared so deeply that you have allowed the Lord to deal with you so that you can be freed up to be available when it is the proper time that you can speak into that person's life when they ask, not just rushing in, constantly trying to drop hints or have entire conversations that they never, never asked for. So this is where we recognize that we must be staying clean. Oh, to stay clean in our relationships, to not be entangled in something that wants to defile you that wants to keep you living high and low, keep you living in fantasy one moment and intense anger and bitterness the next. We must remain identified with the Lord in what He is doing in people's lives. And we must be at that place where we say, Lord, I'm here not for what I believe is supposed to happen, but for what you want to happen, what you know must happen. This is why even our dreams for people, uh, our desires for them, the wants that we have, the things uh, that, you know, we just think this must be the will of God. Well, it might have been, but that person did not choose that they wanted the will of God. And you can't want it for them more than they want it for themselves. 
You can identify it with the Lord and then stay with him in that so that that desire remains in its proper place and it's in proper order. Destiny relationships, they're a breed like no other. They can take us places we never, ever thought that we would go. And so I hope that this encourages you today that no matter how it may look in the middle, that you can say today over that destiny relationship, God, you are the Alpha and the Omega. You're the beginning and the end. You had the first word on their life. You'll have the last word on their life. Now, Lord, order me according to your purposes for why I am in this particular relationship. Let me be a part of your uh, ways, not just your will, that I will truly agree with you and stay with you so that you, Lord, can work fully in their life. And then use me, Lord, wherever I might have the privilege of being involved. You see, these are the times, my friends, where we've got to let God put us in right order. That we can remain believing for the big dream that God is dreaming for that person's life. I remember as I get ready to close, I remember one particular season where with one of my children, they had made decisions that was going to take them out of their high school graduation. And oh, the difficulty and the pain because they were smart and they were capable. But decisions that they had made and circumstances that we were all in had led them to make the decision that they would no longer uh, be able to do it in the traditional way. When, when you're watching everybody else and their children go through their rites of passage, it can be a particular breed of, of pain and of disappointment. Not that the person, not that your child or whomever has not performed well. It's because there was a true appointment and they were taken out of it. Oh, this can be quite intense. And the Lord was walking me through this and he was talking to me about this middle. He said, Nancy, it's not over yet. This isn't the end. And do not make decisions. Do not write things off. Do not yield and do not uh, give up the faith that I have put in you. He was talking to me about, give me your faith, Nancy. Give me the faith that I put in you for this child, for this person. Give it back to me for what I know is going to happen, for what I know is going to be necessary. And so over many, many days, uh, I was able to, to do that. And so on the night that my child would have graduated from high school, and they were not going to be there. I thought, I can't bear it. I can't go. Um, but the Lord really impressed upon me to attend. And so I did. And I went and I abided very deeply, which means I let the Lord uh, hold me. And it means I leaned into him deeply. And he was gripping me in his intense protection and so I went and I sat there and when it was time for my child's name to be called out, which it was not going to be, and when it was supposed to be right in that breath between the previous uh, graduating senior's name and the, and the one right after it, when that name should have been called, I said, devil, 
you don't have the last word here. You will never have the last word over my child. I didn't say it out loud, but I did say it under my breath enough to where I could hear it myself. And as I spoke those words, I knew that something was being unleashed in the spirit realm. Something that was beyond that moment because God had taught me the dream is not done. The dream is not over because it's my dream, Nancy, because you've died to the dreams that you had and you let them finally go. Now you can walk with me in the coming of age of your child, whatever age that may actually end up being. And I tell you that night, the enemy, ooh, oh, he, he had a blow landed on him because he thought, see, that it would be over and we would give up, but we didn't. Now that's been many years ago. And I can say to you that the external circumstances haven't changed very much, but I can promise you this. We are not the same. And we are in pure and clean faith for the full life of our children. And maybe, again, it's not your children that you're uh, contending to be in faith for. Maybe it's a spouse. Maybe it's another family member. Maybe it's, it's, you know, whoever it may be. But I want to say to you this, that when it is a destiny relationship and you have a deposit for that person, you're going to have to lean towards the Lord for the full walk of that, for the full carrying out of that, because he's the Alpha and the Omega. He had the first word on their life, and he'll have the last. So don't let the middle bother you. You see, it will not be by might nor by power. It will be by the Spirit. That's what the Lord says in Zechariah 4. This is what he says and how he says it in the Message Bible. He says, you can't force these things. They only come about through my spirit, says God of the angel armies. So Big Mountain, who do you think you are? Oh, my, my. I love reading things like that because it's it, it resounds within you in the deepest places of your faith. So do not settle for what you can make happen by the tenacity of your will. Do not live by manipulations, your own or by anybody else's. Live in the full experiential power and work of the Holy Spirit as you move into destiny relationships. Because my friends, we are about to step into days that are going to require us to be living in the full faith of God for what it is that God wants in people's lives. Let's identify with him in what he is doing in the lives of people. They're not here to make our dreams come true. We are here to lean in so that God's dream can come true. So I hope that this gives you some food for thought today, and I hope it encourages you and that you, like me, will get with him and walk with him and let him mature you in these days. All right? So here's to all of our destiny relationships and how privileged we are to be in them. Oh, my. God loves us, and I love you. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. If you'd like information on how to book Nancy McCready for an event or speaking engagement, 
visit nancymccrady.com.